This episode of the Autism Dad Podcast is brought to you by Superbill. Hey parents, I know firsthand how challenging it is trying to manage everything involved with our kids' medical care, especially when additional or complex medical needs are added to the mix. I've been juggling that myself for almost 20 years now. We all want the best care possible for our kids, and sometimes that care isn't covered by insurance or is only found outside of your preferred network. I've been there many times myself. Thankfully, there's Superbill. Superbill provides a hands-off concierge service that helps you understand, navigate, and utilize your out-of-network insurance benefits. I know how hard it can be to schedule, manage, and get our kids to all of these appointments. Why not let Superbill handle the out-of-network piece? They work directly with your private pay care providers, submit Superbills, provide rejection resolution, and track claims and reimbursement from your insurance provider. Superbill is affordable at less than $20 a month per family. And as an exclusive offer for my listeners, visit thesuperbill.com. That's T-H-E-S-U-P-E-R-B-I-L-L.com and use the code theautismdad to get your first month free. My name is Rob Gorski and welcome to the Autism Dad podcast where we talk about all things related to autism and parenting and ADHD and all kinds of stuff like that that's important and relevant to your life and that we should be talking about, but you know, don't always do that. Um, happy to take on really cool topics and sensitive topics and things that are important to your life, but uh, maybe you can't find anywhere else. We'll find it here. So thank you for tuning in. My guest today is Bob Kerlick, and he is in charge of media relations for Pittsburgh International Airport. He's here to talk about Presley's Place. Presley's Place is this massive sensory room built inside of Pittsburgh International Airport, and we're going to have a conversation about what inspired the building of this room, like what it's like, how it operates, like who it's benefiting and all kinds of cool stuff about uh, what they're doing to help make travel more inclusive for families like mine, families like yours, for adults who are dealing with things like sensory processing issues. So this is going to be a really cool conversation. I'm really excited. Bob, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Would you take a moment and just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name's Bob Kerlick. I'm the executive editor of Blue Sky News and also in charge of media relations here at Pittsburgh International Airport. Been at the airport uh, for about seven years here. And before that, I was a newspaper reporter for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review for about a dozen years or so. So been around the aviation industry for a while, but also been around the, uh, the media industry for, for an even, even longer while. That's really cool. What, uh, what brought you to the airlines? Well, actually, I was... Uh, so. When I was at the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, I um, covered a lot of different beats over the years. And uh, the last couple of years I worked at the paper, I covered transportation, um, coincidentally, mm. and um, started covering the airport. And then the uh, Pittsburgh International Airport hired a new CEO in um, January of 2015. And I uh, actually had covered the press conference for the uh, for that new CEO. And then... Um, Ended up working for her about four months later. So, <laughs> oh, very cool. That's how I uh, how I ended up. I had some familiarization with the uh, transportation industry. Obviously, knew knew the local media very well, but uh, you know, and had, had some working uh, working knowledge of at least um, from covering it in my days as a reporter. All right, so you're here today to talk about Presley's Place. Could you tell everybody about Presley's Place, like what it is first of all? I guess. Sure. So. Pittsburgh International Airport, right? Uh, we handle about prior to COVID, we handle about 10 million passengers, 10 million passengers a year. Three years ago, we're actually coming up on the three-year anniversary of mm-hmm. Presley's Place. We built and installed a 1,500 square foot facility for people with sensory sensitivities, and it's a, a quiet space where uh, kids and adults alike can go in there and really kind of decompress. You know that the travel experience can be overwhelming um, for people with 
autism and other sensory sensitivities along with that. And so this is a place where they can go in with their families or alone and sort of just kind of get their bearings, recompose, get ready and um, get ready to get on that flight for folks. Why is it called Presley's Place and what kind of inspired the creation? Uh, so let me start from the beginning. So um, Presley's Place is named after Presley Rudge, who is now a five-year-old boy here. He's the son of a heavy equipment operator here at the airport. And that heavy equipment operator's name is Jason Rudge. And we have um, these CEO drop boxes around the airport for employees. And staff can drop notes in there with ideas to our CEO, um, Christina Casotas. And Jason had dropped a note in there and said, wouldn't it be great if we could have a space in the airport where people like my son could go to decompress, to, get, to be able to help us through the travel experience before we get on a flight, after you get through security, um, you know, something airside. And he did some research and, um, and found that really there's not many of these places uh, in the world and they're starting to catch on a little bit more, but there's really not a place um, where, where these places exist um, all over the place. I mean, some airports have them here and there. And he went to our CEO, did some research and said, uh, she said, this is fantastic. We're doing this. We're doing this. And so um, we enlisted. Um, it, was a, uh, it was a year-long process. So we, um, we did a lot of studies. We, we enlisted the help of local uh, autism groups, autism awareness groups. Um, we got their input on what this room should entail. It wasn't just us deciding, okay, let's just do this. Let's put this in. Let's put in quiet rooms. Let's put in the bubble tubes. Um, we really took the input and we had some community groups. We had some listening sessions. We took all of that input together, went to the designers and really built um, what we think is a best in class uh, facility here at Pittsburgh International Airport. So it was a surprise for Jason that we named it after his son, Presley. So when we unveiled it, big sign said Presley's place and Jason and his wife and his son were really the first ones to go in and sort of um, explore the room, if you will. And he's been back multiple times, uh, a lot of media attention around the opening. The Today Show from NBC came down, did a whole piece on the room and on Jason Raj and his son. And it was uh, really a moving experience for them because it's something that came really, you know, it was a grassroots thing. I mean, it came from, came from a guy who's, um, and the reason he thought of it was because his son, he goes to a school where it has a sensory room and, you know, it really did wonders for his son there. And he thought really, you know, it could help do wonders for his son at the airport and for everybody like his son that's traveling. What has the response been? Do, do you find that, um, are people taking advantage of the room? People are taking advantage of the room. Um, and, and in fact, just this week, we actually got a note from an adult who, a uh, lady in her 40s, and she didn't really, wasn't diagnosed with autism until later in life. Mm-hmm. And so, and now she, she uses it when she travels. And she wrote us a, a really nice note and said, this is fantastic. Um, this really helps me when I'm traveling. Thank you so much for putting this in. And so the impact on the industry is that we, you know, we're starting to see these sensory, sensory rooms pop up at airports across the country and the world. We weren't the first, but uh, we think ours is the best, certainly most comprehensive. Um, mm-hmm. But we have had other airports that are starting to reach out to us that have been reaching out to us over the last three years since we rolled this out, asking how we did it. You know, what, what, how did we do the funding? What, what did we do for the designs? How was the, what did we do for the feedback process? And we're happy to share those. I mean, it, it, this isn't a secret, you know, we, we want to be able to promote this in the industry. And so we're certainly happy to, to work with other airports and we have been. So can you kind of describe what it's like to, I've seen pictures of 
what it's like, but for the people who are listening, who obviously can't see the pictures right now, can you kind of describe what the room is like? Sure. So it's in our airside concourse. So Pittsburgh International Airport is, uh, it, we're really two terminals connected by a train. So we have our landside terminal, which is where security, baggage, um, ticketing, check-in, all that stuff. You go through security, you get on a train, you go half mile and you go to the airside terminal, which is where all the gates, concessions, um, you know, all that stuff is. So it is airside post-security. It's in one of our concourses. We have four concourses. So you go to the, you go to the concourse, you go to the end of the hallway, and it's, um, it's kind of a nondescript place. I mean, it was kind of done that way on purpose from the outside. There's a little code you call up because we want to really reassure this is reserved for people that really need it. Not just, it's not just a, meant to be a kid's play area. We have another area of the airport for that. So you can go in and you walk in there. And first of all, first thing you see is on the right wall, you have what we call our FIDs, right? Which is the flight information displays. So it has all the departures, arrivals with delays. So people that are in there don't have to walk out to see what their flight status is. They can do it within mm -hmm. the building, within that room. To the left is actually a real life jet bridge that we installed in the room. Um, and it's, uh, and we also had, Amer we partnered with American Airlines to install a real cabin, uh, airplane cabin inside the room. You walk down the real life jetway, and then you go to this airplane cabin with real seats, windows with the shades up and down, it has the bins, you know, the overhead bins you can click in, has a seat belt, so it has about six to 10 rows of seats so you can sit down. And the point of that is really to give people that haven't flown before, to get that experience, right? Just particularly if you have autism or um, something similar, you can go in, you can sit down either with a child or an adult, get the idea, go, go through the process. You sit down in the same seats, you can check out the overhead bins. Um, and that's really helpful for uh, a lot of folks. And so that's one part of the room. Then you go into the other part of the room and it's very quiet and you go in and there we, there is multiple bubble tubes that change colors. There's little crawl spaces almost that you can go in that sort of have the lights that change color, right? That um, that kids can go in. And then we have multiple quiet rooms with uh, different types of furniture where kids and their families or adults can go in to kind of decompress. And then there's also sort of an adult um, area of the room too, which is a little bit larger of a room, but it has, um, you know, similar furniture where people can go in and relax. And everything in that room was, was there, was designed deliberately from the tactile touch, uh, textures on the walls to the furniture, to the lighting, um, all that stuff came from experts in the field. It wasn't just us at the airport uh, doing it. This was all stuff that you know was advised that had gone through a vetting process. And it turned out really well. Do you have an idea of like how many people have taken advantage of it? It, it really ebbs and flows with the number of passengers. So, um, you know, the busier we are and we're starting, we're, we're about 80% of where we were, 85%, I should say, of where we were pre-COVID. You know, obviously during COVID, when things slowed down here, the number of people that were using the room was, was less because we didn't have so many flyers. But um, I mean, we're up in the, I mean, we're three years in, you know, I would say we're probably up over, you know, in the thousands of people that have, that have used it. So it's uh, certainly, it, it gets used. Yeah. The reason that I was asking that uh, was because I think it's really important to remember that there is a hugely underserved population of people who struggle with things like travel. And I, I've had autism certified uh, travel experts on a show before talking about some of the uh, accommodations that can be made and uh, ways to kind of help make travel more accessible to families that have kids with disabilities. And, and what, what really kind of caught my attention about what you guys were doing is, is the fact that you were one of the first to do it, you know, and it, and it allows families to experience 
that, 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 uh, those things that everybody else sort of takes for granted and, and being able to go to an airport, a busy airport like Pittsburgh and, and escape or, or get it like a reprieve or a respite prior to jumping on the next flight or getting on your first flight is so helpful. Uh, I worked with, um, Doubletree down in, in Orlando, they became one of the first autism certified hotels in, in the country. And this was right before COVID, like I think it was February of 2020, like right before the COVID cases started piling up and they wanted to make travel more accessible to families that have kids on the spectrum, you know, and it was such a cool thing to be able to, to go there and feel like you belong or, or feel like it's okay that your kids are struggling because here's a place that you can go and allow your kids to kind of decompress in a safe way, you know, and, and help them to just kind of enjoy that same experience that everybody else does. And it's not that common. You know, I know you mentioned that there's other airports that are doing it, but, but this kind of thing is not that common because people just don't, um, I don't know, they either don't recognize the importance of it or, uh, it just doesn't, you know, occur to them to, to do that. But I, I think it's so cool what you guys are doing. And I guess I was wondering what, what has the public's response been? What has the response from the, the community been? So two points before I answer that question, I, I wanted, I thought you made a great point there about really that the idea, and this really goes to the heart of it and that the idea of being able to travel for all right accessibility for all. And it's, it's, it's not just Presley's place. You know, we have, um, we've been working with, um, Carnegie Mellon university on a number of other initiatives. Um, we, we've, uh, working on digital apps for the visually impaired, um, you know, we have all sorts of other programs that we're working on. And it goes back to that, that idea of travel for all, the accessibility for all people being able to have equal access to opportunity to be able to use assets like the airport to go on trips. And Jason Rudge said it himself. I mean, he said on a personal level, sensory rooms like this mean the difference between taking a trip to Disney World or staying home, going to Myrtle Beach or not. Right. So, you know, for, for us, you know, folks that, that, don't have to, you know, experience this on a daily basis. It, it really is, um, you know, people, we don't think about it, right? But when you have a son or a daughter, right, then it, it really means the difference between going on a trip. And he was, he was really grateful um, for that. And I think that goes to exactly what you were saying. Um, but the response to the public from the public has been um, fantastic. I mean, we had, um, we did a big ribbon cutting dedication event, obviously, when, when it opened uh, with mm-hmm. Jason and his family, and we invited all kind of autism awareness groups and uh, groups like that from the community that came out, they have been active and promoting it on their social media pages. And ever since we opened it three years ago. And so really the biggest, we've got word of mouth really through those, uh, through those types of groups has really been the biggest awareness from it. Um, certainly we had big media splashes. Obviously I mentioned the today show mm-hmm. uh, when it came out, but really it's that word of mouth from, from the groups and the parents and the adults who use it. Another aspect of it that I, that I didn't mention is there's a, you know, there's a large bathroom uh, with an adult changing table on it, which, um, you know, that we've heard from other families that that's a godsend for, uh, you know, that they're traveling with with larger kids or, you know, even adults that that might need that. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to try to think about all these things. um, And that's why it was important to get that community input. So I guess sort of on a, on a side note, but as, as someone who has um, insight into travel, the presenting sponsor for this episode of the Autism Dad podcast is Mightier. 
Okay, so I want to take a minute and talk about Mightier. Mightier is a clinically proven mobile gaming app which was developed at Boston Children's Hospital. It's already helped more than 100,000 kids, including my crew here at home. Now, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I'm very big into anything that empowers parents, and that's one of the things that's so great about Mightier. It empowers both parents and kids, and it's all done through play. So how does it work? Great question. Kids play on a tablet or a phone while wearing a heart rate monitor, and Mightier incorporates breathing exercises and other proven calming techniques as part of the game. Kids get to see when it's time to cool down, and they learn how to do it themselves, and parents get to track their progress. With time, those calming skills become muscle memory. All it takes is 15 minutes a day, three days a week, and 87% of parents see improvement inside of 90 days. That's amazing. So check out Mightier.com to learn more about the science behind Mightier and how it works. That's M-I-G-H-T-I-E-R.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD22 at checkout to save 10%. What... If you're a family who wants to be able to go on vacation or wants to, maybe they, maybe they don't even want to, maybe they have to take a flight uh, somewhere and they're going to be going through Pittsburgh. What can they do preemptively to better navigate the airport and check in and security? Do you offer things to help families? We do. Yes. So we actually have programs here at the airport. Um, and so we've have programs that we've run here on a multitude of issues. One of them um, we call our first time flyers program, which is really for just people that are just nervous flyers that really have not uh, either flown in a long time or have never flown before. And so we'll, we'll do classes, um, you know, we'll do kind of a couple of in-person classes, go through what it is, they go through the uh, slideshow of what they expect. And then we'll actually take them through security and sort of do that, um, you know, the whole airport experience for them prior to that. Likewise, with families that are interested in seeing Presley's Place or groups that are interested in coming out, we certainly have facilitated some tours for some groups that wanted to come out to take pictures, to show it to their members. And if there was a family that um, wanted to come out in advance to, to check it out, certainly we've worked with folks on that level too, to sort of get that pre-flight experience, if you will. In fact, we were actually the first airport in the country to roll out what we call um, My Pit Pass program, which is um, anybody can go beyond security to get, obviously you still have to go through security, uh, but you did not have to have an airline ticket. And we call that uh, our My Pit Pass program. We halted that during COVID, but we're hopeful that that will be starting it back up again soon. So, but yeah, certainly we facilitate those groups or those families that want to come through and get that pre-flight experience. I guess the overarching point would be if you are an autism family and you have a child who is either really anxious or uh, maybe very sensory oriented, that there are options for you specifically at Pittsburgh, if you're going through Pittsburgh to, to make it more accessible, like, like you said, travel, travel for all. And, and you don't have to feel as intimidated by the process. That, that was one of the things like for me, like, my oldest is 22. All three of my kids are autistic and my oldest is 22. My youngest is 14. And our first vacation was in like 20 years was in 2017. And we, we drove to Florida because we were afraid of what flying would mean <laughs> for three autistic kids back then. And if I were to do it over again, I would, I think I would feel more comfortable going through that process now, knowing that there are things in place to, to help maybe make the staff or the staff being more aware and, you know, kind of places like, like Presley's place where you can kind of duck into for a little bit and, and help your kids sort of, uh, decompress long enough to make it the next leg of the trip. 
you know? Yeah. And, and TSA has gone through some training, not just in Pittsburgh, but throughout, throughout the country on recognizing individuals with sensory processing issues. So they, you know, they're the whole, the whole eco, the whole travel ecosystem, right? I mean, we all have to work together. I mean, the passenger mm-hmm. is, sees all these things. So it's not, we can't just do this in a vacuum, right? And so right. we want to make sure that everything from curb to gate is, is easy for the traveler in all aspects. Um, and so, you know, that's why TSA, I know, has stepped up their training. Um, certainly our staff, you know, uh, customer service reps have had training. So, you know, we want to make sure that everybody, you know, is, is prepared to deal with with all types of travelers, you know, or anybody that has uh, any type of need. But certainly for folks with autism and, and, you know, being able to get through, like you said, and decompress over there, airside. And for us, I think I mentioned Concourse A, you know, just it's just a short walk down there to be able to do that. Now, that's why also we want to make sure that the awareness is out there and we want other airports to continue to, to putting these rooms in, right? Because obviously you're leaving our airport and going to another airport or vice versa. So to complete that whole travel experience, you know, we, it's our hope to be able to promote this. And so airports across the country have this. Sort of inspiring change. Yes. Really. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's so cool that you guys approach it like that. It's not, it's not really like a competitive thing. It's a, hey, look, this is what we're doing. It really helps the people who need it, you know, come through airport and, and travel more. It makes sense for more airports to do that so that more people feel comfortable traveling and that benefits everybody. Really. Yes. Yes. And that's the idea. That's the whole idea. Our CEO likes to say, you know, she came in, she said, I didn't come here to run an airport. I came here to change an industry. So, you know, this is just <laughs> one example of that, but um, certainly something that we were very proud of. And one thing I wanted to mention with it, we actually built, you know, we, we did get some grants uh, from some foundations that helped us out with this. But our trades workers here at the airport built the majority of this room in-house. So we have carpenters and all sorts of uh, trades workers here at the airport that really uh, put in a ton of work in getting this thing ready for the public. So certainly it was something that we owned as a project that we owned here at the airport that our um, groups are really proud of. Yeah, sort of like... uh like a family project kind of like it was, it was all, it was done inside of the the Pittsburgh international airport family. That's cool. I didn't realize that. Yes. So we worked with, um, so there was a lot of community groups. I'm just looking at, we had some sizable donations from local foundations. We got some specialized sensory equipment and some furniture that was also donated. Um, some of the groups are just giving, so we, the airport authority where the Allegheny County airport authority owns and operates Pittsburgh international airport. So there's a charitable, charitable foundation, for the airport that gave some grants, American Airlines, as I mentioned, the cabin mm-hmm. um, that they donated, the Edith L. Trees Charitable Trust, um, the FISA Foundation, Hillman Family Foundations, MaxAbility, McGee Plastics, TFH USA. So all these groups came together, um, really, in the airport, obviously put in um, you know, our time and, and labor also in getting this room ready. But so it was really you know, a lot of groups from the community that came out and came together for this and that was spearheaded by us here at the airport. If there's parents out there right now who are kind of debating on whether or not they should travel or, or uh, capable of traveling under the circumstances of, of their child having, you know, being autistic or having sensory issues or just challenges with anxiety and traveling, what would you kind of in closing, like, what would you, what would you tell them about traveling through Pittsburgh? Well, obviously traveling is, I mean, that's something that every family will have to make a decision for, for themselves. But I would say, you know, traveling through Pittsburgh, I mean, know that. We are, our goal is to be able to have travel for all. I mean, that, that's what we're here for, right? This is a community asset. So we want everybody in the community to be able to use it, you know, and, and we do everything we can to try to make that happen for folks. So 
certainly if there's if a family out there has concerns, um, certainly give our customer service line a call. They can come out um, if they wanted to check it out in advance. But you know, know that you know we're here for you. You know, we got you. That's kind of the tagline here that we've been operating under. You know, we're we got you. Now, obviously, you know, the travel industry is going through right now. It's it's tough out there. There's a lot of flight cancellations and and things like that this summer. Hopefully, after we get through the peak uh, busy season, things will start to uh, get back to normal and we'll start to see that sort of subside. But Know that in the meantime, there's a place here at Pittsburgh International Airport for families that need that type of room. If someone wants to uh, check out like a website or be able to view pictures and stuff like that, is it on your website? It is on our website. So um, if you go to flypittsburgh.com, F-L-Y pittsburgh.com, you can go on there. We have some uh, section about Presley's Place on there. Also, we have done, um, I mentioned in my title, um, executive editor of Blue Sky News, in addition to being media relations here at the airport. Blue Sky News is actually our in-house news service mm-hmm. at the airport. So um, it's Blue Sky Pit, Blue Sky P-I-T.com. And we have done uh, multiple stories about Presley's Place. We've done videos, tons of stories over the last three years. We actually have a three-year anniversary piece coming up. And um, if you go on their website, if you go on our Blue Sky News website and search for Presley's Place, you can certainly find a lot of stories and videos on there as well. Just a note, if you're wondering how to spell Presley's Place, it's just like Elvis Presley, P-R-E-S-L-E-Y, because uh, Jason Rudge is a big Elvis fan, him and his wife, Sharon. And so um, that's where they got, uh, that's where where Presley Rudge uh, gets his name from. So if uh, anybody out there was wondering. Well, well, thank you for doing this in the first place, because it's, it's like as a dad with three autistic kids, like that's, it feels really good to see people in the community sort of coming together and doing something positive to help make life more accessible for families like mine and kids like mine. So I like on a personal note, I really appreciate that. And I'll have all of the links that you shared in the show notes below so people can, can click on it and and check it out. Yeah, this is really cool. I, I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing. No, thank you for having me on. Um, thank you for helping us get the word out about the options that we have here uh, at Pittsburgh International. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, what, what I've been stressing throughout Travel for All. We're really happy to be able to provide this service. The airport is a, is a community asset. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can from everything from economic development to the travel experience to really to, to, help, the, to help the community, really. I mean, that's, that's what we're here for. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, I do look forward to seeing Presley's Place. I, we were going to uh, make a trip out there, but then... Uh, we had COVID for a little bit here in my family and it just sort of whatever, but I do want to come out at some point and check it out because I think that's, I think it's one thing to kind of visualize it in your head. It's another thing to kind of experience it firsthand and be able to share that with people so that they can kind of see what it's like is, uh, it's really cool. Sure. And there's, there's videos. Um, I can send you the link to the videos and there's also videos that we've done on blue sky where people can sort of get an experience of when they okay. come in. But- Certainly, Rob, we would love to host you. If you want to come out here, happy to give you a, a tour. If you want to get some pictures or video yourself, always welcome to do that. So um, yeah, at any time, just give us a heads up and let us know. And Cool. Uh, take care. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, send me those links and I'll, I'll embed them in the, uh, the blog post for the video so, or for the uh, episode so people can actually kind of like check it all out in one place. Um, yeah. So what is today? Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Have a good week. It is. It is. Have a good week. <laughs> it all kind of slurs yeah. ever since COVID hit, like everything just sort of slurs together anymore. <laughs> we, and lost, we lost track of time. I know we were just talking about that. <laughs> time is, uh, yes, it's COVID time has been. It's uh, COVID time. Yeah. 
<laughs> Before I close things out today, I just want to take a moment and say thank you to Bob for taking the time to come on the show and talking to us about Presley's Place. Such a cool story. Uh, I love the kind of the origin story of how this whole thing went down. I think it's a really good example of what uh, businesses and corporations and organizations around the globe should be doing to be more inclusive to families like mine and families like yours. And uh, it's such a cool thing. And I'm really looking forward to taking my kids out there and uh, checking it out firsthand because I think it's one thing to kind of hear about it, see pictures, but it's another thing to experience it firsthand. And it's only a few hours away. So I think we're going to make a trip out there and I'll be sure to update you guys on how that goes. Um, all of the information for uh, Pittsburgh International Airport as well as Presley's Place will be in the show notes below. So you guys can just click on that and go check them out. Again, Bob, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing. As for me, you can find me at listen.theautismdad.com. All of my information uh, is there. You guys can interact with this podcast on that website. You can leave comments. You can have a discussion. You can uh, submit show ideas. You can uh, be a sponsor. You can apply to be a guest. It's all in one place. It's very cool. I'm very proud of it. And I'm very excited to be able to offer that to you. So I hope you guys have a fantastic week. And uh, I'll talk to you on Friday. All right. Take care. Bye.